0: It's Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal Capaccio. Sal
1: Capaccio.
2: Sal Capaccio.
0: On WGR.
2: It is Bills Football Monday, and we're going to get to more of your calls. We're also going to bring in our very own Sal Capaccio, who was, of course, on the sidelines yesterday covering the Bills win over the Dolphins. He is joining us on the Western Hotline, brought to you by New York's Only Outlet Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the best place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Ours is talking to Sal. Good morning, Sal. Happy victorious Bills
3: football Monday to you. Can we just let out a big sigh of relief and go, whew? i I did. you guys have done that a few times this morning, right? But yeah, good morning to you guys.
2: Yeah, When the Bills game ended yesterday, which I think was around 8 o'clock last night, I let out a a, a big, big enough (laughs) sigh of relief, Sal. So I, I got that one covered.
3: It was a a very long game. What's the official time? I gotta look. Had to be I think, around I four hours. hours I oh think. yeah, after five uh, o'clock. Uh, I yeah, I think I have it here somewhere if I can find it. But it was a uh, time three minute, three hours and fifty three minutes. Why was it True. so long? A lot of reviews. I did- uh, no, I think um, there was a lot of. Um, there were a lot of possessions. I know Eric kept pointing out the number of possessions for each team. He's like, normally you get like 10 a game. They were up to like 15 each team. It was crazy. Uh, 15 for the Dolphins, 16 for yeah. the Bills, counting the final uh, possessions. So not really sure, but a long game, and obviously a lot a lot happened yesterday. I, I have
4: a theory. The Dolphins used every second of every play clock for the oh, entire Oh, they were running day. it down that to that zero. Yeah, so they did that too.
3: Yeah. Even when
5: the clock was stopped. Okay, right, because they needed all that time. Yeah, It's good you mentioned the possessions, Sal, because that's one way to kind of Evaluate the offense and the defense. That's different in a pos- in a game with six possessions each. Thirty-four points is a lot. With sixteen possessions, thirty-four points is not a lot. You know, points right. per drive and all that. So, I mean, thirty-one points for the Dolphins. Seven of those come on a defensive turnover. The the defense. What? How'd you feel about the defense? They had short fields to deal with all day. Yeah. And they got a bunch of stops, even though it's you know. I mean,
3: guys. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Jeremy. The the. It's funny because. Like I think at times you felt, oh, come on. you know they, they let up some plays. They, some things were happening where you just felt like, okay, come on, you needed to make that one. And the Dolphins helped them, right? There were a couple big drops. Obviously, very early, Jalen Waddell had the drop on the first drive. There was another one later by Tyree Kill. At the end of the day, though, the defensive numbers were great for the Bills. They were great. They allowed only 231 yards. Get this, 3.3 yards of play. Do you know how low that is? Like, that's historically low. I, I didn't do the numbers yet. I'm going to go back and look. Because I said to myself, how many times has a team allowed only 3.3 yards of play in the playoffs and won by yeah. three points? That's incredibly <laughs> low. Only 25% um, on third down for the Dolphins. The, the defensive numbers were awesome in this game. Um, but the Dolphins made a few critical plays. And obviously, that's the big thing. They had short fields that the offense set them up with. And that they scored on defense. What did we talk about all week? I know, I know Joe and I said it, and I'm sure you guys did. What's the path to a victory for the Dolphins? And every time I would talk about it, I'd say, they have to score on defense, I think, at some point, or special teams. they got to get a strip sack, a fumble, they got to turn the ball over. Everything that happened to get them to where they need to be to upset the Bills happened, and the Bills were able to hang on.
2: Yeah, and the offense has to basically vomit on itself. Which, you know, at times they did, Sal. Let me ask you about, you know, we're going to have a discussion about Josh Allen, so let's get to eye on the quarterback, which is brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Our business is protecting your business. Your Josh Allen rundown on yesterday, what would you say?
3: You know, I don't think Josh played a bad game. I think Josh had a few really bad plays, though. And we've seen bad plays from Josh. We've seen them over the years. Typically, there's some bad Josh Allen plays. I mean, they happen in every game, you think. But they often don't always turn into horrible endings, right? These did. They turn into the throw to John Brown. That's on Josh. I know people don't want to say that, you know, but that Josh has to throw that ball more out there for John Brown. Um, not holding on the ball on the strip sack. Like that's on Josh. He's got to hold on to the ball. Um, I don't. I didn't look at. You guys might be able to tell me. I didn't see up close too well the um, interception that when he threw to Beasley. I don't know if that's on Josh or not. That might have been on Beasley or just a good play by the defender. It looked like—I
2: um, mean, I it looked day, to me like the defender got an arm in there, and it might yeah. have either bounced off of. Yeah. I thought it bounced off of Beasley initially. It might have bounced off the defender's arm.
3: And then, and then, obviously, like there were a couple. of The one he sailed like uh, to Sha- between Shakir and uh, Diggs in the third quarter, but he's also not helped. I mean, Josh drew for 352 yards. He should have had over 400, considering the drops. One obviously over 50 yards by Shakir right there. Dawson Knox, maybe a little behind him, but I think Dawson has to hold on to that, obviously. Um, Josh was less than 60%. That's not a great number, but 352 yards and three touchdowns. He still made big plays when he had to, and... He was under pressure a lot. I want to give the Dolphins credit here. I do. I think, you know, they have the kind of defense and the kind of scheme that can frustrate the Bills at times. And although, and this is this is exactly who the Dolphins are and and what I've talked about and said for a while, which is they're a big play defense. You can make big plays on them. They can make big plays on you. It is going to be one or the other generally almost every drive.
2: Going to get to calls here in a moment for Sal. We do have a couple lines open if you want to get in at eight hundred three hundred five fifty. Did you think Allen threw the ball deep too much?
3: I did in certain situations, yes. Um, You know, obviously late in the game, uh, the Gabe Gabe Davis throws, the back-to-back throws, I didn't think there was any need for that. And I'll say the Dolphins did a good job there of, um, you know, taking away a couple of the underneath stuff. Uh, The Bills, you know, I think Josh had to make a decision. It's funny, you know, after the game, it's always on, I get always, it's on Dorsey, it's on the play calling. I, I can't tell you, Ken Dorsey didn't tell him to throw to Gabe Davis deep, maybe he did. But there's always options on every play. And Josh has an has an option or has a choice, and he threw that those balls deep. I didn't like that. Otherwise, no, I don't think so. I think the Bills had matchups they liked. They they knew they could beat that secondary, and look, they did early on. The first play of the game, he overshoots Stephon Diggs. That could have been a big play, but later, look what happened. Um, you know, throwing the ball deep to Stephon Diggs, a couple other the deep passes he had. Khalil Shakir, like I said, opened a couple of different times. Um, the Bills had. They had three different receivers that had at least a 30-yard catch. And then Beasley had a 29-yard catch. That was a catch and run, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, no, I don't think he threw the ball deep too much. I think he threw the ball deep in a couple of situations he should not have.
2: Let's get connected with our fans. Sal is with us, and we're going to TJ in Toronto. You're on Bills Football Monday on WGR.
6: Yeah, in the morning. I don't think that the the Bills, they came with a strong game plan to beat uh, Miami. Because uh, the way they played, if Tua played, I don't think it will. People talking about the Bills today, other than they're gone on vacation. Because in every game, in every NFL game, if a good player is missing, you have to come with a great game plan. Like Vance Miller, he's a disruptive player. He's an. Uh, he's a great player. Just like 99 from Pittsburgh, when he was gone, they played like crap. Okay, so if they want to. Go to the Super Bowl, they have to play a lot better. And I I love the Bills. I don't think the Bills will make it to the final with this kind of play. I hope they can change the game plan. I hope they can do better. But they can't go and relax for the way they played yesterday. Have a good day.
5: I would say one thing about that, Sal. I'm not sure how much the late game you watched. The uh, Cincinnati's having the same conversation today. 100%. Can't play like that and win. And the Bills are favored in this game this week. And neutral side against the Chiefs, I'm not sure who's going to be favored. So I know. I think a lot of people would agree they can't play poorly and win the Super Bowl, but they can certainly play well.
3: Well, let's go back to something I've said, Jeremy, with you on the radio for over 10 years. Every game has its own DNA. Every game is different. I, could I, I would probably tell you the exact same thing. If of Vailoa played, boy, we might be talking about a different result. Guess what? He didn't. You don't know that. And I'll also tell you, just because the Bills played this way against this team on Sunday has nothing to do with the way they'll play next week. They could play worse. They could play a million times better. We have it has nothing to do with anything. Um and the same conversation is happening in Cincinnati. Look, go back into the was it twenty twenty year, I think it was, maybe um the, I think it had to be the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. I think um they had a dog fight with the Browns. Then the Browns had that play out of bounds. I mean that the, these things happen sometimes in games. You, these are division rivals. They know each other well. It's about matchups. Football is about matchups. It's about game plan. It's about matchups. They could have had a better game plan, no doubt. I'm not discrediting the fact that they played poorly. They did at times. No doubt about it. It has nothing to do with the way they'll play next week. And if they do play that way, that's right. But guess what? Doesn't mean they will. Neither will. They, and if, if the Bengals play the way they did last night against the Bills, they're in a lot of trouble. Because they didn't play very well. So all those things happen. It's like our friend, uh, our good friend, Marcel Louis-Jacques, last night tweeted, what was it? If the Dolph, if Tua Tungavailoa was healthy, dot, 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 dot. And, you know, the reply is basically on that. And I would say, my answer to our good friend Marcel is, if Tua is healthy, does that mean Dawson Knox doesn't drop the ball or Khalil Shakir doesn't? Look, yes. I mean, if Tua is healthy, the offense for Miami probably plays a lot better. But the Bills had a lot of self-inflicted wounds here that had nothing to do with the Miami quarterback being out.
5: Last time Tua was on the field, he threw three picks in the second half of a game. Now, he might have been Wasn't suffering the, the effects <laughs> of a concussion. Yeah. But right, the whole if this, then that. I mean, if Josh Allen can have a game where he turns the ball over three times, so can Tua.
2: Yeah, I I I thought, you know, the idea of if Tua plays, the Bills lose, maybe the game, Bills' game plan could be different. Maybe they don't throw the ball right. downfield that much. I mean, if they... They may have played the game yesterday. I look at it and thought, wow, the offense was super aggressive. They were really – Josh was airing the passes out. Maybe because they felt you – know, the other team's got Skylar Thompson. If we have a few possessions that don't work out, it's okay. How many points is Skylar Thompson going to put up? If you played Tua, I don't know. Maybe the Bills draw up a different game plan. Maybe they approach the game and Josh looks at it differently. Maybe they have a completely different approach offensively because with Tua, maybe they approach it differently defensively, right? With Tua, you have to account for – their quick strike offense and big pass plays. And so it's, it's, I don't think you can just say Skyler Thompson put up 30. Well, he didn't put up 31. There was a defensive touchdown. They put up 31 with their third-string quarterback. of two of plays, they get 50, the Bills lose. Things could have been completely different in terms of how the Bills approached the game if they had their starting quarterback playing.
3: Can I, can I go back to what I said to start this, though? Yes, the Miami Dolphins scored, what did they score, 24? 24 Twenty four. Um, you know, right? Yeah, right, 24, I think it was. 3.3 yards a play 231 yards there were a lot of there were mitigating factors of those points we know that there were short fields There were I have no idea what would happen if Tua played and again it's a it's a fruitless exercise the the, the Ravens didn't have Lamar Jackson <laughs> right. I guarantee right I mean what are you supposed to do this is this is football every week this is going to happen um I I think again going back the Bills' defense played a very good game overall. They did allow a couple of plays that I think the Dolphins probably would want back and say, oh my gosh, no, we missed on a couple of passes. No doubt about that. I think that what happened yesterday is so much more the result of the offense making mistakes than anything else that happened on the field. There were some missed tackles by the defense. There's always going to be things like that. But you tell me why the Dolphins. Any, anybody's going to ask me today, why did the Dolphins keep it so close? Why did the Bills squeak this one out? I'm going to point right to because the Bills made really, really critical mistakes on offense that allowed the Dolphins to stay in this game and get some points. And those mistakes, Sal, like
5: this has been – here's one part of it to look for the whole season and even looking forward. Sloppy offense is not unusual for them, right? Like this is – and I don't know what to do. It almost makes me feel like if this were defense – McDermott would be pounding the table out fundamentals mm-hmm. right he, he it feels like it'd be an actionable thing but for the offense whether it's you know a fumble an interception a bad decision they've been they've been careless all year and i don't know what Ken Dorsey does about that or Sean McDermott does about that other than preach protecting the football? I mean, Allen's trying to make plays,
3: whether it's... A Which defense. they do, by the way, all yeah, the time. Of I mean, course. they, they yeah. still do it. They, they work on that, but yeah, you're right.
5: But other than that, like, what are they supposed to do? Tell him not to fight off the rusher on the blitz because he tries to make something happen that turns into seven points against them? I don't know how they change their offense not being sharp, other than hoping it's just sharp someday because, yeah. it, you know, it's been a battle.
3: Yeah, and again, you know, Miami, Miami has some some players that can make some things happen. And the Bills' offensive line did not protect very well yesterday. Um, Miami's going to heat you up. They're going to blitz a lot. They did that. They tried to make plays. The Bills didn't have an answer a few times. Um, You know, they got beat one-on-one sometimes, but there were just things they were doing, too, that got to Allen. Josh was sacked seven times. That's not a good number. Uh, you got to be better than that. Uh, You have to play better than that. Next week is a totally different opponent. They do not have the same kind of defensive scheme necessarily. And I I think the Bills match up much better, if you will, offense to Cincy's defense, and they do offense to Miami's defense, given what Miami wants to do to you. Um, they, again, there are big plays to be had against Miami, and the big plays were there, and the Bills converted a few, and they didn't convert a few. Um, but I think next week, is a, it's a totally different game plan against a, a totally different opponent, obviously. And
5: we'll see about their top corner. Eli Apple picked up an injury in that
3: game mm, yeah. along the way. Um, and, and, and on and the other side, I mean, they got Williams. even more banged up yeah. on, on the offensive line. Um, yep. Jonah Williams went out, and I'm not really sure what the, what, what his situation is, um, but he had a knee injury. And then Alex Kappa, their guard, was already out. And then we know that Lael Collins is out. So they're very banged up on the offensive line. So, And I know once Jonah Williams went out, and if you ask Bengals fans, they will tell you, Jonah Williams has not had a good year. But even when he went out, it got a lot worse because they don't have much other than that to, to put in. So that's a, a very, very big injury for them this this week.
2: Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us on Bills Football Monday. We're getting connected with our fans. Dan in North Tonawanda, you're on with Sal. Go right ahead.
7: Good morning, everybody. I, I just had a quick question, and, and I guess I'll I'll add a caveat before I start with the fact that I understand it's Ken Dorsey's first year as an offensive coordinator, and I understand that obviously there's a learning curve that goes to it. But one of the things that really bothers me, and, and Sal, you might know this, and you, you could help me out with it, but I'm looking at it as back in I think it was Week Three when we lost to the the Dolphins and and. Dorsey just lost his mind and just destroyed his entire desktop on camera for the world to see. I, I almost wondered the fact that he's such a competitor and that he doesn't have the same amount of tenure that Brian Dable had. I, I almost wonder if we have, like, a sugar-high Ken Dorsey, you know, and the fact that, like, that's why you get that back-to-back yeah. double, you know, going down, down the sideline to Gabe Davis at the end when, you know, I I feel like Dable would tell Josh, okay, Josh, we tried to take the deep shot down the game. it didn't work. What we need here is a slow, methodical you know, drive just to kill the clock and then with a touchdown. As opposed to that, I feel like, you know, the conversations like Josh is saying, man, we almost had that. And Dorsey's like, yeah, we almost had that. Let's go again. You know, it's like, that's that's what I think is happening. And I just, I don't know if that's, I mean, granted, I don't know if Josh called out of it. I don't know if that was even the play call, but I just took, to me, it just seems like, like um there there's so much alike, Josh and Dorsey, that that almost like there should be one of them at least trying to calm the other one down a little bit.
3: It's a great point, you know. Um somebody tweeted last night I didn't see it. And I can't find it right now, but either way, that <coughs> when the Bills were winning in the fourth quarter. Josh's average depth of target was like 23 yards. 26,
5: yeah. Steve Pelzwell. So now, that might have deep. only been on four throws, but the point remains. I mean, because two of them were deep. Um, yeah. the, the, you know, this caller, Sal, and the Dorsey conversation, and we had a caller early call about um, Dable and how he used to get mad Dable didn't run it. And I guess I'm kind of coming all together on this and saying, with Brian Dable, the Bills had a passing game that was an extended run game, effectively, right? The passes to Beasley or pop it over to Singletary. We saw that early in the year where Singletary had a bunch of targets early in the season yesterday. None for Singletary, none for Cook. It, it's almost like that little just easy passing game that is effectively their running game. That's one of the things that was I mean, missing in a big, big way yesterday and maybe through the season that they don't really have that extended run game that is a pass game these days.
3: No, that's right. And the other thing they didn't do was really run the ball that great yesterday. Um, they averaged 4.1 yards a carry. On the surface, you may say, oh, that sounds okay. It's really not. And if you take away Josh yesterday, he only had four runs. From the running backs themselves yesterday, guys, they averaged less than four yards a carry. Uh, the running game had been so good as of late, uh, but it was not very good yesterday. And, yep, they got a couple of runs they needed here or there. James Cook, really nice touchdown run, nice play call. Uh, by the way, you know, a lot of this is on Josh, too. Uh, there was a play I asked James after the game, w- what did you see on the run? You know what his response to me was? It's not what I saw. It's what Josh saw. Hmm. That tells you right there. That's, you know, that's a, a read by Josh Allen. He made the right read because if we go back to later in the game. They had a big loss, like a five-yard loss on the same play going the other way. Basically, Josh made a poor read like that's on Josh. He has yeah. to do a better job on that. Yep. Um, and then obviously Devin's run at the end of the game. Was you know they're going for the ball, carried a <coughs> carried a couple defenders, did a really good job, got the first down, but um, yeah they they the running backs themselves the usage of the running backs yesterday and I will point to this Jeremy and I got to go back and look a little more and I I have a suspicion here I think because of what Miami was doing running backs had to stay in a little bit more yesterday. And it was they're already a good they're a top five run defense and now they're bringing pressure and I don't think the Bills really wanted their running backs to leak out too much yesterday I think that was part of that.
2: Uh, let's get the injury report from you, Sal, and that is brought to you by the Barnes Firm Car Crash for Help. Call one eight hundred eight million. Dane Jackson, Dion Dawkins are the I think is that it?
3: um uh, no. Reggie Gilliam was the only official injury oh, we had. I think right. or knee. No, no. I'm sorry. Dane was an official injury. Yeah, knee. A knee injury, questionable to return. So that happened. Although oh, think, sorry, nah, I think that happened right before halftime. McDermott
2: did McDermott say post game? Like, didn't he, I think he
3: said Jackson was cleared to return,
2: and they just decided to stay with Elam, who was playing really well.
3: I uh, yeah, I was in the locker room. I go back and listen if he said that or not. If I remember right, I, I heard it once, but I have to try and make sure. I don't want to speak uh, on that. But I think you might be right. Um, hold on, let me let me just backtrack here. Uh, the only other official I think was well, Elam had cramps. So he was yeah, fine. Yeah, when he, he was down.
2: That's right. He was down on the yeah, field. Yeah, and, right. then,
3: and then, um yeah, yeah, Jackson. Reggie Gilliam had an elbow injury, and he was questionable. But it looked to me like he was doing okay. He might have wanted to go in. I'm not sure. I don't remember if he went back in. At one point, Ed Oliver literally bear crawled off the field. I think he was okay <laughs> at the end of the game. I talked to him in the locker room. I think they got out of this pretty clean otherwise. I think they got out of this pretty clean. Dion, uh, Dion missed one play. He went back in, so no issue there.
6: All right. By the way, I
3: did look it up. I want to just give you guys some perspective here, okay? The Bills allowed 3.3 3 yards of play. Only one team has ever lost a play... One team, not ever. Only one team since 2001 has lost a playoff game allowing 3.3 3 yards or less. And that happened in 2006 uh, when it looks like Tampa lost to Washington. Either way. It, and that's out of 16 times since then it happened. My point is... Like, the Bills defense, the numbers, 3.3 yards of play is incredibly low. For this game to be as close as it was for allowing just 3.3 yards of play tells you there's some other stuff going on there. Only one time since 2001 has a team allowed that few yards of play and still lost the game and still won, um, and then lost the game.
2: Well, welcome to another week of the football season, Sal. And thank you, as always, for your time. You got it, guys. Sal's article is uh,
3: arrow up, arrow
2: down. You can check it out, WGR550.com. South segment brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the best place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Ours is taking more of your calls and dissecting the Bills win we over the Dolphins and getting your takeaways this morning at 803-0550. If you're on hold, hang on. We're open the rest of the hour. we got some lines open if you want to get in and uh, join us and talk more Bills football. It is Bills Football Monday brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com.
8: Selling a little or a lot.
2: Did he get both feet down? Touchdown, Buffalo! A 23 yard missile launch by Allen to Davis. Chris Brown on the call for the electric play of the game. A heck of a throw over the cornerback into a tight spot on the side of the end zone with the safety coming over. And a great. I, live, I didn't think Davis said could have gotten both feet in, but he did. Heck of a catch and uh, keeping both feet in gabriel davis on the 23 yard touchdown pass and that put the bills up 34 24 and allowed you to breathe normally once again the electric play of the game brought to you by town bmw for an electrifying performance check out the town bmw lineup of evs you can check us out on uh bills football monday 8030550 to join us we we'll get back to more of your calls in a moment it
5: was a bluebird day at the stadium as they say it was nice on the slopes
2: oh it was-
4: Yeah. Gorgeous. Okay.
5: Gorgeous. Absolutely perfect. You you deserved
4: it. The feels like was thirty two. It felt more like fifty five. Yeah. Yeah.
5: If you were, especially if you were in the sun, sun versus shade. Yep. Fifteen degree difference. But yeah, you could. You you, people in the sun were shedding layers. Good day to tailgate. Yes. Beautiful. Good. No wind. Now the weather forecast for this week against Cincinnati is maybe a little colder.
2: Mid, uh, low to mid-30s.
5: Okay, so about the same.
2: The only thing I think to track, what I saw this morning was a 50% chance of some snow showers.
5: Yeah, Pat Hammer tweeted out this morning, there's a storm coming that might hold off till Monday. So we'll see about that. All right,
2: well, let's, uh, hey, Pat, you want to make it hold off till Monday? That'd be much appreciated. Or, you know, hold off till Sunday night at like 10. Let like, Get everybody out of the game and clear the lots and get home.
5: You happy about Sunday, 3 yeah, o'clock?
2: Yeah, I'm okay with that. Me yeah, too. Yeah, because you know me, I'm a... I did not want the Sunday, the late game, and I thought, you know what, Saturday, let me have a day without stress. Well so I was like Sunday, it's close to one o'clock, it's normal, I'm good. I'm very happy with Sunday at three.
5: Consider how long this game we just watched was. What if that was an eight thirty game?
2: We would have been going to bed at two o'clock in oh, the morning. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was it was uh it was an ugly game really at times. It was like the the, the flow there was really it was hard to get into a flow. You know, the Miami offense certainly was limited. The Bills offense was shooting itself in the foot too often. There weren't a ton of penalties. I think the Bills had two. got to see how many Miami had. And it just seemed like there were a lot of stoppages, guys getting dinged up. There were some scrums. You know, there was the the inevitable Christian Wilkins, Josh Allen square off. Uh, Some booth reviews to just clarify plays. It was just um, McDermott won a challenge. was just a really weird long kind of ugly football game at times all right let's get connected with fans because that's what we do on bills football monday larry and batavia you're on wgr go right ahead yeah i've been i've
1: been listening all morning and you know i got a couple of points number one i wonder if the reason why josh was throwing long is because miami's defense was almost like quote unquote baiting them into it you know they were just like a lot of those throws you go back and it was one-on-one coverage there wasn't a lot of safety help over the top, so I wonder if that's what he was seeing. But the offense with Dorsey, to me, it, it doesn't look like they can ever get to a point where they get into a rhythm. Like, there are no, like you've mentioned, wide receiver screens, no running back screens. Uh, you know, these, like, seven, eight-yard throws, three, four, five of them in a row, it doesn't look like it's schemed that way. It looks like it's light up, beat your guy, and I'm going to throw it to you 15 to 20 yards down the field. And I don't know if that's just what they've come up with or why that offense just looks that way. Now, you know, I always kind of comment, when was the last time you saw a Bills wide receiver get called for offensive pass interference for a pick play? There was It looked like they tried to scheme them open.
5: Yeah, there was a pick play that the Giants ran last night, and I thought the same thing. Like, man, guys coming underneath where, you know, space opens up and clears out. I thought the same. Like, yeah, I don't think the Bills have run – pick plays as much as maybe they used to.
2: Well I think look it's not it's not a landmark statement to say Brian Dable was better at creating offensive schemes than Ken Dorsey. I mean I'm he should be. He's had a lot more experience at it. I think there were there were very there were a number of times where there'd be a touchdown in the Dable era we'd look at the replay and go, wow that was done really well. It was mm-hmm. executed. I like how he created it. This happened pick play whatever guys moving here and there. The, yeah, Larry, it's not a stretch to say that. I think Brian Dable was much better at creating offensive plays than ken dorsey is at this point in dorsey's career it's very early in his career as a play caller hopefully he gets better so pre- yeah uh,
1: i i yeah. just like i said i just think that there's a little bit less
2: meat on the bone there so
1: to speak.
2: look the other thing too larry thanks and we've kind of talked about this throughout the course of the season the weapons need to be better i mean i think ken dorsey is dealing with a less dangerous group of passing weapons than brian Dable had. you know um, I'm not sure how, I mean, Cole Beasley had a ton of snaps yesterday, had a couple big plays. I'm not sure how much he and John Brown would be able to do other playoffs. But, yes, playoff Gabe showed up, but Gabe has been inconsistent. McKenzie is just, you know, a role player. There, are, Knox is, a, is in a nice stretch right now. He's having his best stretch of the season. But in terms of, like, weapons not named Stephon Diggs, there's a lot to be desired here on the Bills football team. So I think that might play into Dorsey as well. He's not as good creating things as dable did but i also think dable had you know brown at a younger age beasley before he got you know really banged up even sanders before you know with what he did last year i think the weapons this year outside of Diggs, none of them have been consistent not a single one in the passing game let's get to uh Derek in south carolina next Derek, you're on bills football monday go right ahead
9: hey thank y'all for taking my call this morning sure thanks for calling Yes sir. Um I just got a couple things, you know. I I know you've been talking about sloppy football and I thought we were a little little bit sloppy on uh defense yesterday. Especially on that third and 15, they got a first down. A third and 19, they got a first down. I mean our defense could have got off the field. I mean, I I because I, I I was just listening on on GR550 cuz actually I'm down here in Fort Lauderdale, guys and i went and i and i had to listen to it at a bar yesterday and it was crazy but uh me and the bartender had a bet you know if the dolphins win i had to buy everybody a shot at the bar but if the bills win i got a free bar tab so it all worked out a win win situation for me but uh i just i just think the, the the defense has got to be able to get off the field on them big long third downs i, I just it's been that way like you said for the last couple months now You know, our defense, they'll put somebody back to third and 12, you know, third and – man, what was it? Uh, I think it was against uh, Cincinnati before all the stuff went down with DeMar Hamlin. It was third and 20, and they got a first down. And I just – and I want to send my best wishes out to the Murphy family. I miss them calling in the games, man.
2: Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, and hopefully Murph will be back soon. It seems like he's – hopefully it seems like he's getting a little better, I think. But anyway, yes, uh, nice shout-out for John. Look, defensively, I just want to double-check this. They were 4 of 16 on third down. I mean, Miami, that's, that's 25%. It I mean, that's, it is – I mean, they've had
5: big, high-profile third-down misses. Yeah, I mean, they – And that, that goes back to the Houston playoff game. That goes to the Miami game in week three this year. I just think – it's not to say it's not a problem because sometimes it is. I think, like you said, four for 16. Those are the things that you remember. Yeah. They just stick out to you.
2: Yeah. I thought they played well. I, I, if you're going to bring up any problems from yesterday, to me, it's all about the offense and honestly, special teams. Bass kicked the ball out of bounds. They gave up a 50 yard punt return. Hines muffed a punt that thankfully the Bills recovered. Thankfully. I, I mean, was, that was between the- that and, by the way, Spencer Brown and Terrell Dotson, thank you right the muffed punt could have been huge mm-hmm. and even Josh's other strip sack that brown recovered that's the dolphins ball at around the bills 40 yard line or so i think so those guys make but i i thought look they got him off the field they gave up 16 first downs on 16 drives
5: it did have similarities to the first dolphin game a little bit in that
2: oh the yardage disparity was ridiculous that,
5: yesterday that part of it but And this is a point that I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick make with Eric Wood on his podcast, and you'll hear it a lot. And, you know, maybe I write it off too quickly, or maybe you do, the third time against an opponent. You know, Josh Allen has owned the Dolphins for many, many years. And then this year, what happens? He still gets his wins. He still gets his stats. But they've got a better idea on what, like the caller who said, were they baiting him into those deep throws? Maybe they were. Even though Diggs did beat Howard on one big play down the field, maybe they think, that's okay. You're not going to keep hitting those. Those are low-percentage throws. And if it's Gabe Davis out there in a contested catch situation, he's not been good at those this year. So if you're Miami, you very well might go into a game saying, let's get him to throw it deep.
2: Yeah. Well, they did. And again, it was a mixed bag. Look, you mentioned the play. Diggs beats Howard for 54. Mm Mm-hmm. The very first play of the game, he beat Howard. Throw wasn't there. The back-to-back deep throws. When I'm yelling at the set, Davis on the second play beat his guy. Yeah, the throw missed him. Shakir has a 54-yard catch. Drops he it. He drops it. So Not I mean, only does I, he drop I think it. there were probably coverages where he saw single coverage and thought my guy is going to make a play for me. It goes back to the comment after the New England game where he talked about Dink and Dunk is nice, but got to let dogs be dogs. Mm-hmm. I think he would have seen single coverage or coverages he felt. My guys are going to make a play. I'm going to throw it down there. And
5: built into all that is if you're inviting Allen to throw deep, you're also inviting him to stay in the pocket a little longer. Mm -hmm. You're saying we can get there with our rush. We've got these two guys up front that are monsters. We can blitz. And if you're looking at the whole body of work for the year, has any team, I should look it up, has any team hit him more than Miami? Miami has hit him and blitzed him, and they've now got two strip sacks on him. One goes for a touchdown. The other is, what, at the six-yard line in Miami. They've gotten to him, and they've got the ball on the ground, and they've got him to throw deep. And it might just be the kind of thing where you know, listen, we're playing an all-world quarterback. Our only chance might be to to be aggressive and to to, to force him to feel like he should be aggressive as well.
2: I'm just trying to check, man. He got they sacked thir- thir- seven, times? seven times. They had 13 quarterback hits yesterday, according to the NFL's game book.
5: And it's a big number. 13's a big number. In the first matchup in Miami, they beat him up. Yeah, look, They blitzed of- a lot. He beat the blitz, something yeah. he did not necessarily do yesterday as effectively, the, the, the strip sack. He beat the blitz a couple times with just little dump-offs to McKenzie and uh, Singletary in the game in week three back in Miami. Those were blitz beaters. And then what did Miami do? They backed off the blitz. They simulated pressure. So it's almost like Miami has done this this nice job of making Allen feel like mm-hmm. he's under more pressure than he maybe is.
2: I think the Diggs play, I think that was a blitz. Was that the thir- third and 15, the 54-yard throw to Diggs? Yes. I think they beat the blitz. Cover zero. But it didn't seem like they, I don't have numbers in front of me, it didn't seem like they were beating it that much. Um, there was one other thing I was going to say about Allen. Oh, for the life of me, you you were making the point here about, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he got. I mean, he got hit. All- oh, just, some of those. Sa- I mean, seven sacks and again. And some of those can be. I think there were times he left the pocket too quickly and tried to create something with his legs. And if he doesn't get back to the line of scrimmage, that's a sack. I mean, there was at least one of those where I thought he he decided to leave the pocket, go up. He saw like a. It looked like he saw a big hole in the middle of the play, in the middle of the the field. And he decided to run, and it closed really fast. And if he didn't get back to the line of scrimmage, that could be a sack. So it wasn't just seven times offensive line gets beat, Allen gets sacked. I think there were times where he was trying to scramble or whatever, and if you don't get positive yardage, some of those are going to be sacked. But having said that, yeah, seven's a big number. And he seemed to be under pressure too much and taking too many hits, and the offensive line did struggle against what Miami was throwing at them yesterday. All right, let's uh, break you're on hold, hang on. We want uh, to get more of your calls as soon as we get right back. That's what we're doing. We're taking your calls. We're all giving our two cents worth on the Bills win over Miami. 803-0550 to join us on Bills Football Monday, which is brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at Northwest.com.
6: I'm I'm a guy that feels like if if I'm on the field all the time, then I can help this team win. I I wasn't, you know, and it's the playoffs. Why am I not out there all the time? I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding that back. I'm tired of that. 12, it's the playoffs. I'm tired of holding that back. Let's go win the game. I'm tired of holding back on that. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it. Like I'm a playmaker. I'm a, I'm a guy that my teammates feed off of me when I'm on the field. I should be out there all the time.
5: If this were Baltimore, we were on Baltimore radio, I would scream
2: amen. That's J.K. Dobbins, and he's talking about the play at the end where Tyler Huntley he, tried to leap
4: the goal line, fumbled, and the play went the other way. He's healthy. Yeah. He's awesome. He was maybe the best player the whole game. The yesterday. whole game.
5: Yeah. Absolutely.
4: His, the, the touchdown
5: they got, he makes a diving attempt for. is an incredible play from him. I'd be There's, so mad they didn't just give it to J.K. Mm-hmm. Dobbins at the when yard they got line. down to the one-yard line.
4: Yeah. yeah. And more, like, he's, he says 12 in there. I think that's the number of touches he had. 12.
2: In I was wondering what the number reference was.
4: Yeah, he had 12 touches. Like, uh, he should have f- had 25. By 45.
2: the way, 12 touches for a team that's not exactly loaded with weapons in the passing game, right? Wouldn't you think if they yep. were going to win yeah. last night, it was, was because
4: they were going to run the ball successfully? He was their best passing weapon. There was that one yes, play Huntley throws it to him in the flat, and the play looks dead, and he just shoots up the field like a rocket and gets like thirty-five.
2: Silly Ravens. Hey, not for nothing because we got to get calls, and this is completely random and out of left field. But woof, Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. Wow, that has got that is one, and I. Far be it for me to pick on a legend, Dungey. I knew it was gonna. It was a bad. I knew Dungey would bring nothing, but Al Michaels has mailed it in. Might be completely shot because he sounded like he had no life. Again, he's a legend. I don't belong to be in the same sentence with the guy, but I'm telling you, Here's a that was a snooze
5: fest. Howard Simon says Al Michaels is shot. See, yeah, you belong was... in that sentence together.
2: Well, I mean, I'm shot, so it's okay. No, Join the crowd. You're not alone. There he, was, was no emotion. There was no excitement. Like, I get... Had he, some, bet, had he bet the Chargers? Either that, or he thought he was calling one of those dog Thursday night games he had on Amazon. And they had some game. really bad games. That was an amazing... It's one of the greatest comebacks in NFL playoff history. Tony Dungy is Tony Dungy. He's going to be very much old school uh, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't analyze anything. If he says, uh, if he said one more time, they're sitting on the underneath routes, I was going to run my head through a wall. So I, I knew when I heard at the top, oh, Dungy's on the game. Well, that's not a good idea. But, man, Michaels yep. just had – it was really a nothing call. And I was so shocked because he's a legend in this business. Two things for
5: you I want to get to here.
2: Sorry, I brought that one out That's of okay. left field, and I would have forgot about very
5: it. Very quickly. Aaron Schatz, Football Outsiders, with a very good tweet that Bills fans probably need to hear right now. There seems to be a lot of talk about how the Bills played a close, a close game yesterday and therefore are in serious trouble. It was only four weeks ago that the Chiefs went to overtime against Houston. Mm-hmm. That's very <laughs> true. Know.
2: Overtime but against the Texans. Struggled yes. with Denver twice. Yep. And then, so, you know, it happens. The Bengals... The Bengals did not look great yesterday. The Bengals against New England a few weeks ago looked like they were gonna beat them a hundred to nothing in the first half and, and then disappeared in the second half and should have lost it not for Ramondre Stevenson fumble, probably should have lost that football game.
5: Right. Well we had yesterday, Bills Dolphins and Bengals Ravens was divisional matchups where the opponents know each other and Burrow has not played well now in three games against Baltimore. Now they limited his possessions mm-hmm. very effectively but without a defensive touchdown they might not win that game cincinnati right. and then for the bills you know we started kicking around this point and now we've got something on it josh allen has 16 fumbles this year 16 fumbles in now 18 games
2: cuz 17 in a playoff mm-hmm. game eight against miami yeah, that's a big number eight so they know they know something and he's got a, it's his ball security they know something about getting a hold of josh Now, he hasn't lost 8 but i think the point is
5: Early in the game, the Bills were burning the blitz the same way they did in the first matchup. And then what happened? It kind of went away. I I think the Dolphins have an idea against Allen. High risk, high reward. Let's see if we can bait him into stuff. If you think about that three and out where they go deep shot, deep shot, sack. Isn't that exactly what Miami would want you to do? Might as well go high risk, high reward here. This guy can beat us in a lot of ways. Let's see if we can encourage some of his worst tendencies. I didn't have a problem with the
2: first one. Yeah. I just thought on second down, and I know not necessarily second and 10 run the ball, but just an easier throw at the very least to make it third and manageable, third and shorter. I didn't like that. I'll tell you what, I'll find this. Uh, I'll try and find it for the, our our former colleague, Joe Biscallion, his piece at The Athletic had a really good breakdown on blitzes, and and at some point they were getting beat in the first quarter. They decided to blitz less as the game went on and cover more. And that seemed, I'll get you the numbers. Joe did a whole bunch of research on it. Point is when they changed philosophy, it seemed to throw off the bill's offense in the second and third quarter. And then finally they got a couple touchdown drives in the fourth quarter, but Miami realized, okay, he's carving us up. Let's do something a little bit different. And when they switched over to maybe a little less of blitzing and a little more covering dropping guys, then It seemed to frustrate the Bills' offense at
4: that I, point. I believe I have this right that the previous eight games against the Dolphins, Allen had two fumbles, and he had eight. Oh, prior eight? to this season, prior eight. to this season, he had two fumbles in eight games, and this year is
5: eight fumbles against them in three.
2: Three lost, yeah. Three of his five lost fumbles. This were, year were. I mean, they were him, lucky. Man. They had. They yeah. put the
5: ball on the ground again yesterday.
2: Yeah, not just him too. The, the Heinz Muff again would Oof. have been d- could have been an absolute disaster. I mean, Miami's. Right? They're ready to go and maybe score on that drive, too. So, yeah. All right. Um, yes, let's take care of some business. If you're on hold, hang on. we got an open segment as soon as we get back so we can dive right back into phone calls. Bills beat the Dolphins, or we're getting your takeaways from the game yesterday. 803-0550 to join us. Uh, if you need a uh, smile on your face, in case you don't have one, you can get one from our folks at Crosby's, our friends over there at Crosby's, who are, want you to start every day the Crosby's way